When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is time for the Fantasy Football Show. I'm your man, Smitty, and I appreciate every single one of you that are here today. I work for you. Uh, Special thanks to Asher one of our, our diehard music-creating followers who dropped that banger at the beginning of the show. If you missed it, if you're just coming in, make sure you rewatch later on. Drops at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. One more try. Timmy T Classic remake by Asher. One more Clyde is the name of that banger tune that we just witnessed and heard. And music to my ears. One more try is the theme of today's show. One more try, Travis Etienne. One more try, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. One more try, Christian McCaffrey. Maybe. Maybe Mike Thomas. No, no Mike Thomas. Maybe Christian McCaffrey. Definitely Travis Etienne. And I think definitely Clyde Edwards-Alaire, given where Clyde's going. Everyone that's against Clyde, uh, let's go to the rant segment. You guys ready for a rant? Let's go. Time for a Smitty Rant. And this time, no, we're not talking about Walker. We're talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We're talking about ETN, but specifically Clyde on this particular rant. Everyone's going to be upset about what Clyde hasn't done. Clyde failed. I drafted Clyde high. He failed. I drafted Clyde in the first round. He failed. Everybody wants to make sure they make that clear. They're very upset about what Clyde did in the past. But as I always say, what a boring type of topic of conversation is what happened last year. But last year. But the year before. Yes, your boy Smitty does corral a lot of previous information to paint a picture about the future okay let's be let's be fair and unbiased but in terms of Clyde we have a guy that is the lone starter in this Kansas City backfield that has vacated targets and Clyde is a PPR specialist whether you want to believe he can be that or not he was in college Clyde ran circles around the best defensive players on a weekly basis going up against the best competition in college football. And Joe Burrow, if you trust Joe Burrow, if you don't trust me, trust Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow said Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the best player in college football. And I understand he really disappointed a lot of us. And nor would I expect to take Clyde or expect any of you to take Clyde at some high value where he can burn us again. I don't know how many times I have to explain that Clyde going in round seven or maybe round six, he occasionally falls to those places. I'm not saying round four or anything crazy. 
There's no risk. It's all baked in. Every single part of Clyde Edwards Alaire in round six or seven is completely risk-free. Who cares if that doesn't work out for you? But if it does work out, if he does consume a lot of the vacated targets in Kansas City, if he is leaned upon because the playbook's too complex for any running back to grasp it in one year, so why people like Rojo is beyond me, this is his job to lose. Could he get hurt? Absolutely. And that's part of why we don't draft him high. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire is in a good position. A very, very, very good position. And this is a lot of the, the comments you're going to get, Andrew. And I don't I don't blame you, Andrew. You're not taking a lap. This is definitely a controversial one that I think a lot of people are just going to stay away from. Because, I don't know. It's because, what have you done for me lately? It doesn't matter what the value screams. It doesn't matter. It's going to be comments like this. And, Andrew, I appreciate you. I'm not mad at you. Never drafted Clyde, never will. It's just the, the attitude a lot. This is why he's a seventh rounder. There's a certain attitude people are going to have no matter what against Clyde. They won't do it. They're not going to do it. They won't go near him. They won't touch him. It doesn't matter. They've written him off. This guy pissed off so many people, including me, including me. We all bought into it. Let's not pretend I was the only one that liked Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We all loved Clyde's situation. He was in Kansas City. He was a first-round draft pick running back. That doesn't really happen anymore. Kansas City had to want to invest in this kid. He was a first-round pick. Joe Burrow called him the best player in college football this guy Clyde could pull in a grip of PPR production and at 6th 7th round value it's worth the risk at least in one league don't have the I'm just not going to take him attitude in my opinion Andrew that could be a mistake just grab him in one league at that 6th 7th round value and, and, and ride it out in one league it can't hurt bro it can't hurt. He can't burn you from that value. I think people need to give him one more try. And now for the news. And Travis Etienne is also on the one more try list. And, and Etienne, I mean, I think most people are willing to give him one more try. And he's in a situation where he burns some people too. A lot of people had high uh, expectations for him. He got hurt. Similar to Clyde, you know, like I know a lot of people are going to buy into him more than they're going to buy into Clyde, but you're going to be paying a lot higher value. It's worth it. ETN could be Christian McCaffrey type value, you know, maybe a poor man's version, a slightly poor man's version. I'm not saying he'll be the number one overall pick in 2023. That's that's like suggesting if I say he's Christian McCaffrey, that would be what you would expect. It's a poor man's version. It's a maybe he's a top of the second round pick in 2023 because of the monster year he's about to drop. I really, really, really love. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Travis Etienne in 2022. He can win leagues and the the most important part is this guy's fallen to around four or five and if you get him in round five it's a lot different than getting him in round four if you get etn in round five 
you have more win a league potential than you do in round four, but both of them give you potential win a league value. They really do. These draft slots, fourth and fifth round draft slots for ETN are win a league type value. And if you, let's say, go and I have a video coming out tonight, probably right after this show, basically an hour or so after, I have a video on what is my favorite draft slot that is not the 1.1 because the 1.1 is the easy call. That's the number one pick every single year, year after year. But I talk about what my second favorite draft slot is for 2022. That video is dropping tonight. It's a doozy. It's one of the better videos I think I've done all year. It's fantastic. You're going to enjoy it. I dropped that video tonight. Get ready for it. Be subscribed. Be ready. Comment. Let me know what you think about it. But ETN in this video, I talk about how ETN's your safeguard. Walker's your safeguard. You can go wide receiver, wide receiver, and then even go tight end or quarterback with your third drafted player slot and not address running back at all until round four. You can go zero RB until round four and your safeguard reach could be ETN in round four. You might even get ETN in round five. We see it all the time. It's not going to happen in every draft because some people know what time it is. Some people understand the assignment. Some people realize like us that ETN can win leagues in round five and in round four. So people are going to grab him in round four. He's going to climb. The buzz is going to build. And as people find out he is fully healthy, he's ready to go, he's ready to rock and roll, he's going to get. He's going to be a PPR monster. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and ETN have a rapport dating back into the day. So this is like, this is a match made in heaven. ETN is going to be the best receiving player on the entire Jaguars roster in 2022. This man was arguably after the first or second receivers in the the 2021 NFL draft class. This guy was technically the third best receiver out of all wide receivers included in the 2021 draft class. Honestly, he's that good of a wide receiver. He could be wide receiver. The the previous coaching staff was toying around with making him a wide receiver, which wasn't a good idea. He's the inverse, the reverse of Debo Samuel. Debo's a wide receiver playing wide receiver and running back, a wide back. This guy is the, the reverse of that. He is a running back that can play wide receiver. We've seen that role before. That's Alvin Kamara. That's Christian McCaffrey. This guy fits the mold. This guy should be given one more try. Both of these gentlemen, given their ADP, should be given one more try. And I love Travis Etienne. For anybody doing this wide receiver, wide receiver, even quarterback draft strategy in 2022, you could get Walker in round five. You can get Etienne in round four. And you have your two starting running backs, zero running back approach in round four, in round five. Watch tonight's video where I describe this and talk about it and tell you why my favorite draft strategy might surprise you outside of the 1.1. Let's get to the news. Now, this is the most controversial news and at the risk of pissing off some people, which I really don't care. This is ridiculous news right here. Now, I think I have a grasp on what was said initially. If I don't, I apologize and someone can set me straight. But Jack Del Rio came out and said something, whether it was insensitive or not, said something that was his opinion, okay? And and we now live in a world where you can't even express your opinion, even if it's right or wrong or a little bit off base or taken out of context. But, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jack Del Rio said this, 
I can look at the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down. And we're going to make that a major deal. Now, again, I want to emphasize right now that this right here, I'm not defending what he said. I'm not trying to get into the politics of it. But. What he said got him fined $100,000. Like, I don't understand how you can make a statement. And and whether it's right or wrong, you disagree with it or not, you get a $100,000 fine because you make a, a, a whatever. Even if you think it's a dumb statement. I'm not saying you can't think that. I'm not saying I agree or disagree or whatever. But this is ridiculous. That he, he comes out and talks about his opinion and evaluation of two different things. Again, I'm again for the person that's going to get mad at me right now and say, "How dare you?" You know what he said. I'm not saying anything right or wrong about it. I'm saying that this guy had an opinion. He said something. He got fined one hundred thousand dollars. Who's going to open their mouth? Who's going to open their mouth ever again if you're getting fined a hundred grand for just speaking your opinion? Uh, it's crazy. Like I. I'm not saying I agree with what he said, but 100 grand for for making a statement. It's it's insane that, that where we're at right now. That's that's uh, to me that's shocking news. That's shocking news. Regardless of how you feel about the statement, it's shocking news. Hunter Renfro signs a 2-year, 32 million dollar extension. Hunter Renfro, a lot of people love this guy in 2022. I don't blame you, but there are a lot of mouths to feed in in Devontae Adams, a healthy Darren Waller. It's hard, he's going to be hard-pressed to repeat this. He's going to be hard-pressed to repeat this. Um, Baker Mayfield, Baker Baker, Letter Maker. Um, there's a couple different reports involving Baker Mayfield right now. This one right here, ESPN, talking about uh, several NFL executives and writers. Uh, or I'm sorry, executives write. The majority of the people whom I've spoke to for this story believe both Baker and Jimmy G will likely end up being released. And then this statement right here, ESPN's Dan uh, Graziano reports that by showing up to Brown's uh, mandatory minicamp, which Baker's been excused from, Baker could secure his departure from Cleveland. So, uh, you know, I guess the implication is if he showed up and made it uncomfortable, they would release him. I I don't know if you can go that far. I mean, we don't know what they'd do if he showed up, but... Baker, I do feel, is going to get released. Jimmy G, I don't know that I feel like it's is likely. It's definitely a possibility he should be released. Um, but I think that it we need to we need to monitor the Jimmy G situation. I think the Niners and Shanahan are more likely to say, hey, if Trey went down, we'd have a guy that knows our system. They're not so worried about the uncomfortable feelings Jimmy's presence presents like we are, like I am. I don't like the idea of Jimmy G hanging around and disrupting the the maturing process of Trey, but I think Shanahan doesn't care. So I think most people expect Jimmy to be cut. It's more 50-50 for me. Uh, Baker, it feels like a 75% chance that he gets cut. So if Baker gets cut, we want him in Seattle. We want DK and Kenneth Walker to have uh, potential, you know, secure security blanket at the quarterback position. 
Baker's not an amazing quarterback, but he's a good enough, sufficient enough quarterback to move the football down the field and help DK, you know, regain some like high third round value. I think anybody that that has DK right now that's banking on his quarterback situation to maybe somehow uh, uh, a miracle happen and improve. This would be a miracle, a mini miracle, because Baker can move the football down the field, whether he's great or not, whether he can lead you to playoff victories or even a playoff berth. That's a totally different subject, and Baker's not probably that good in that context, but he can move the football down the field. He can stretch the field. He can utilize DK, which will then open it up for Kenneth Walker. So Baker in Seattle would be amazing. Jimmy G, I don't know that I want Jimmy G anywhere starting. I don't believe Jimmy G is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. I do believe a team probably does feel that way. A couple teams probably feel that he is, but he's not in my book. I'd rather have uh, Mike White. I'd rather have a guy like Tyler Huntley starting for me if I'm going to acquire a, a quarterback. Even if this dude got released, I'm not going after him uh, in any league. So let's see what you guys are saying. First of all, appreciate everybody in here. Uh, James was first in the building, followed by Phillip, followed by Silver, followed by Axe and Jeb and Sandu and Scott and Calvin and Baked In Boys and Blackbeard and, and Matt Slater and, and, and all of you. 49er, Nate, appreciate everybody being here uh i'm just trying to read and catch up what some of you have been talking about here in the chat i know i've been been uh, spitting out the news and i know some of you uh agreed or disagreed with some of the stuff that we're talking about here uh some people say he's gonna get fired he should be fired he you guys are talking about jack del rio he should have been fined he shouldn't been fined i i think I think it's, it's, I hate going into these areas of, of potential political, you know, avenues, you know, because everybody sees things so different and I appreciate everybody's different perspective. Okay. So I tried to make it as clear as possible that I wasn't taking sides on Jack Del Rio's statement. I was merely saying that you shouldn't be fined $100,000 for opening your mouth and maybe conveying something badly. You know, that, that why is anybody ever going to speak again if you literally can get fined $100,000 for maybe wording something poorly but giving your opinion? Opinion shouldn't be fined. If you want to say, hey, I don't like your opinion, you don't stand for what I believe in, whatever, I'm going to get rid of you, I guess that's one thing. But to actually say we, we have the ability to fine you hundred grand for your opinion and speaking up about it, what what what's the world gonna come to like we have to think about it from that perspective you can't be thinking about it from you should be able to define what is right and wrong for everybody's opinion especially when they're doing like a comparative type thing uh he should have been fined uh 100k he should have been fined says mark d some of you feel that way uh i'm not saying i'm shocked because look it's 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 like a political type issue we're gonna we're gonna see people all over the map but I, I'm just telling you, we, we shouldn't live in a world where you can't have an opinion. Like, even if it's a bad opinion, you should be able to have a bad opinion. I'm not saying his opinion's bad or good. I'm not defending or going anywhere near it. But we can't have a, a world where you can't have a bad opinion anymore. Does anybody remember what free speech was all about and, and when we had it? It was like, you could say something stupid. And everybody would just rip you apart for it. Now you can't say anything without getting fired or fined or whatever. Even if your opinion's stupid. You should be able to have a stupid opinion. You should be able to be an idiot in this world. 
and not be held against you other than people are going to like laugh and chuckle and make fun of you, maybe make you a meme. But you should be able to have an opinion whether it's stupid or not, whether it's off base or not. It's ab- it's absolutely crazy that he's fined in my opinion for having a whether you think it's a dumb stance or not. It's it's this is it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Uh, uh, MVS Valdez Scantling. Uh, hey, I had a dynasty trade. I got offered. Uh, Mark, throw it at me, young man. Throw it at me. Let's do it. And then I called you last night. I'm sure it was too late. I apologize. Mark is on the Mark's on the one on one Smitty text line. But Mark is such a uh, a phone call ordering uh, Smitty product ordering consumer. I actually call Mark up whenever he asks me. Because Mark's that priority on on the Smitty bat phone. So if you don't have the one-on-one advice with your boy Smitty, get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get it. Uh, MVS right here displayed a strong connection with Mark Marquez. I'm sorry. M- Patrick Mahomes has displayed a strong connection and rapport with MVS in offseason practices. We'll see where that goes. Um, definitely feels like he, he's got a, a good little... Um, rapport building process right now with Mahomes. That's good. That's good. We all like Justin Ross, but Justin Ross is a, a, a several degrees away from even being on the field starting. Um, you can express your opinion. You won't be put in jail for it. A private organization is also at liberty to fine or fire you. That doesn't mean you aren't free to speak. <clears throat> Says Baked in Boys. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. That's for sure. I, I just think we live in a crazy world right now where you can't you can't even think about like saying something you know like even if you're just like you're having a bad day and, and let's say you're let's say you're you're ignorant to something and you need to be educated on it whatever like you should be able to be an idiot in this world like it, it's for those of us that feel we are sometimes idiots it's not a good place to be in this world if you can't occasionally be an idiot I, I kind of feel like, you know, sometimes I'm an idiot and I don't like that I can't live or breathe as an idiot until I, I decide I want to grow up on something. I don't know. And, and I, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with what Jack said. And I honestly don't know if I, and I'm being honest, I honestly don't know if I have Jack Del Rio's full statement or uh, I know the whole scope of what he said. I just think it's crazy that we're we're finding somebody for making a statement. Um, speaking of the Washington Commanders, uh, Dotson, this rookie wide receiver has got a lot of promise, has been Carson Wentz's top option in camp. We need to monitor this. Keep in mind that McLaurin is definitely, you know, not in the picture right now as he wants his new contract. So that's one reason why Dotson is the number one target for, for Wentz right now. But let's also keep in mind, this is Carson Wentz. I don't know how excited we need to be about the rapport between Carson Wentz and the and the top wide receiver that he's choosing right now. Because I mean, I, I think I, I think uh there's a chance Carson Wentz isn't the starting quarterback, you know, at some point. Um BFH says, I say dumb stuff all the time, it's liberating. Uh free speech is great until someone says Josh Jacobs is a running back one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got that out of the way. 
Um, a couple more pieces of news, and then we're going straight to the, the voicemails. Chargers signed fourth round running back Isaiah Spiller to a four-year contract. I'm not a big fan of the Spiller kid. He looks slow on film. He proved he's slow at the combine testing at the bottom of almost every category. He's not quick. His quickness and ability, unless he gets a lot better, which he could get, some players get to the NFL level, the coaching, the extra coaching, the extra weightlifting, um, it can vault somebody way above the talent level they were floating around at. But he was comparable to all of his counterparts. When he would come in the game, the stats were the same. In fact, some some of the stats were better. And it wasn't just the change of pace coming in and ripping off a big run. Like comparatively, with the same kind of defensive fronts and everything, there's a lot of analysis that people have done on Spiller versus his counterparts and his counterparts were either equal or better every time they came into the game Spiller's not special now he is in a special situation potentially so we need to monitor that if something happened to Eckler this is one of the best offenses in the entire National Football League they got one of the best defenses in the National Football League this offense will live in the red zone and if he shoved into the starting lineup Spiller will have value because he's playing with Herbert the goat who will punch you in the throat Mark Cleveland Super Chat coming in. A dynasty offer. Should I trade Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson for T. Higgins? Kenny Pickett. Uh, I assume it's a 1QB league. You don't play in a lot of Superflex leagues as far as I remember, Mark. So I'm going to answer this as if it is a 1QB league. If it's a 1QB league, I'm not real worried about Pickett, to be honest with you. And Deontay Johnson, I'm nowhere near as high on as so many of you out there that think that everything we've seen will just continue on without Big Ben, who peppers a wide receiver with targets over and over. I don't care if it's a noodle arm or not. The dump-offs, constant to Deontay. Deontay, catch! Deontay, catch! Deontay, catch! That's how Big Ben played football, okay? Especially at the end. Deontay, where are you? Deontay! Deontay, here! You know, I'm going to get hit, Deontay, my arm! Deontay catch it that was that now Deontay has a potential quarterback carousel that could be invoked at some point during the year for right now it's Mitch Trubisky I don't think there's enough footballs to go around to make Deontay a peppered Deontay Johnson producing player this to me is a home run Higgins home run Higgins move I don't care about Pickett even if it was super flex Mark and you just confirmed it's a one QB even if it was super flex, as long as you've got quarterbacks and Pickett's just a, a fourth option or something, or a third option even, I don't care. So in a one QB league, Pickett's nothing to me. Like he could become something. I'm not saying to write him off. He's a total bust. But I'm not I'm not worried about Deontay Johnson versus Higgins. Give me Higgins, who's got Joseph Burrow. Joseph Burrow smoking cigars, bro. Joseph Burrow is a fantastic quarterback that's top one to three for the future in a high-potent, high-octane offense. Give me Joseph Burrow to Higgins all day long. Sign it, ink it, do it, Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. Now go smoke a, a cigar, a stogie, and celebrate, Mark, and I'll call you later. Get burrowed is right. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Uh, one of my mods hit that. Hit that, mods. 
All right. Um, last piece of news before we go to the voicemails is officially official, says Ian Rappaport. We've got the, the contract um, extension of, of, of Renfro. And again, I already kind of mentioned this, but I just want to say one more time that Renfro, he just he can't do what he did last year. Guys, he can't. I don't. I don't see how he can. Waller was hurt. Adams is in town. I. I just don't see an opportunity for Renfro to repeat what he did last year. And I think we're really looking at, um, you know, uh, uh, not a disappointing year out of him. He could do. He could do well. But it, a lot of people think he's gonna like just be this low end wide receiver one or a extremely high end wide receiver two. And I just feel like. He fits more the wide receiver three, and you hope for more. That's it. That's it. He's a wide receiver three. You draft him as a high-end wide receiver three if you want, whatever, and you hope for more. You don't draft him expecting more. I, I think that's the thing. Is I'm not calling him a bust. In you, you know, you can't come back and say you said he wouldn't be. I didn't say he wouldn't be good. I said you hope for more. You draft lower, hope for more. That's how you win on drafting. Renfro, you, 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 I'm not saying avoid him. You can only win by getting him at a good value and hoping for more. Let's go to the voicemails. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. He'll punch you in the throat. We've got, whoops, we've got Terry and uh, Silver on patrol. Thank you guys for for hitting that uh, that bot that we had in here. You guys rock. Let's go to the voicemails. Let's do it live. This is a voicemail from uh, let's see, uh, the Bruce. Hey Smitty, what do we think of this uh, Ron or not Ron Jack Del Rio situation? Yeah, so uh, address that already. We don't need to go into it. Apparently, some people are already getting upset about it. <laughs> not a lot, but it's like you know, it's political. I understand. Uh, I, I said my piece. I, I'm not saying I agree with anything he said, and I don't even know fully what he said. I just know he got fined a hundred thousand dollars for just saying that this situation's bad, this situation's bad. But like, I don't like what's going on in this situation. People are like, I understand he, he was poorly probably worded, poorly worded. But to get fined a hundred thousand dollars is crazy. Hey Smitty, I have a question. I own Brees Hall in one of my dynasty leagues. But I'm looking to acquire Michael Carter, so I have the handcuff. What would you give up for Michael Carter? Michael Carter, what would I give up? I need more details than that. I don't. I can't. I don't have X-ray vision uh, and can't see through the phone. The Bruce at your lineup to figure out what it is we're going to trade away, right? Uh, in general, the Bruce, I'd say he's flex-worthy in terms of trade value. In general, I'd trade a Hunter Renfro, you know, who everybody loves to get your backup. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's trade him. Let's trade a flex type option. Hunter, Hunter Renfro, um, obviously second round picks. I'd give up just to secure my running back, you know, two, if Hall's your running back two, or if he's your, your crafty running back one, he's definitely a running back one of the future, but definitely, definitely. That's where I think I would go with it. Jim. Hey, Smitty, what do you think about Rondell Moore this year? I was kind of high on him last year, and obviously he kind of underperformed and he didn't really get much playing time. But with Hopkins being suspended six games and with Chase Edmonds out of the picture as a pass catcher, do you see Rondell Moore maybe getting a chance? Do you see him having some value this year in fantasy? I, I don't know that. Like, here's the thing. I love Rondell Moore, bro. I love Rondell Moore, Jim. 
I thought he was going to have a phenomenal opportunity with Hopkins out six games. But and the, the kid's a genius. He, he, he graduated college in like two and a half years. I believe he took upwards of like 25 to 27 credit hours in his final semester of college while playing football. And he can out squat almost every lineman in the entire National Football League. He can, he can squat over 600 pounds. And he did the bench press at like 24, 25 reps. Dude's a refrigerator. He's five foot eight. And he's like 187 or 85 pounds. And he's like a, a mini fridge. He's a beast, bro. He's a, a jet sweep, um, you know, dream come true. He's a he's a a wide back kind of smaller version wide back potential guy. And everyone's going to say, you can't run him up the middle. I'm not saying run him up the middle. Wide back doesn't mean you have to run up the A gap and B gap like a running back. Wide back can be all kinds of things. It's a wide Running back, not a tight under the gut. Everyone that says Debo Samuel needs to stop playing wide back, stop playing wide back. You don't know what you're talking about. Debo's going to play wide back. He's not playing running back. Up the gut, lining up behind the quarterback, up tight in a in an I formation. You're not getting that out of Debo anymore. You shouldn't. You never should have. Wide back is out wide. Running back, jet sweeps, end arounds. Steps back behind the quarterback, three, four yards behind the line of scrimmage, throw the football to him, screen, have the guy go 65 yards. That is Debo Samuel's wide back role that he needs to continue to do because he does it effectively. And Rondell Moore needs to be used as a wide back, not a running back. He needs to be used as a wide back often because he's electric and explosive and strong and can out squat almost every lineman in the NFL. So he's got brute strength even at 5'8". The problem is, the problem is, I don't know that Kingsbury, if he didn't use him when there was it was wide open. Hopkins was injured all year. They didn't have Hollywood Brown and he didn't use him. And now you're like, okay, Hopkins is out six weeks. They get Hollywood Brown. I just don't know. I like him, but do I think he's going to be consistent? Probably not. I hope hope I'm wrong and I'll be rooting for him, but I'm not banking on any kind of wide receiver three value right now like I was before the Hollywood Brown trade. The Bruce. Hey, Schmitty, I have a question. I'm in the (coughs) Keeper League 10-team PPR. I have Eckler, Diggs, Herbert, or maybe Mark Andrews as a keeper. But I can trade Eckler right now for Jefferson. But I'm giving up a third-round pick, and in return, I'm getting a 4, 5, and 6. But if Jefferson gets hurt, I'm stuck with him. That's just how the trades work. Would you do it or no? God, I'm confused, the Bruce. Andrews as a keeper. But I can trade Eckler right now for Jefferson, but I'm giving up a third round pick and in return I'm getting a four, five, and six. Okay, so third round pick, but you're getting a four, five, and six for making the swap? Uh that's tough, bro. Like JJ to me, especially if it's, you've got keeper value involved, bro, keeper value. Anytime there's keeper value, Eckler's going to fall and JJ's going to rise. And you're talking about multiple, if I have you correct, 
and those aren't rookie only picks. Those are actual like you're keeping one player and then your first overall picks really a second rounder or maybe you're keeping two players and your your first overall picks really a third rounder. I mean, it's a key player. It's a key player to lose to 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 lose that third round pick. Let's listen to that again. That's that one's tough. But I'm giving up a third round pick, and in return, I'm getting a four, five, and six. But if Jefferson gets hurt, I'm stuck with him. That's just how the trades work. Would you do it or no? What about if Eckler gets hurt? I don't understand that part of it, Bruce. What do you guys think? He's lo- he's swapping a third for a fourth, but he's getting a five and a six. Uh, hit that mods. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Silver. So he's trading a third and a fourth. Eckler and Jefferson, he's getting a five and a six for all for all of that. I guess it depends on who's going to be there. I don't really have a good grasp of the 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 player pool and how many exact keepers. If it's one player, then then I guess I do have a sense that you know you're going to have some pretty darn good picks that you're getting. Like you got to think, are you getting like a Waddle and a Burrow or a Waddle and a Trey Lance? You know what I mean? Waddle and those a couple of those guys. To make the third and fourth round swap. Will Walker still be there in round four? I don't know if he is. I would have taken him in three in a dynasty like this. So you end up getting, you know, JJ and Walker in, in a burrow, you know, over having just Eckler in the third rounder. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I like the JJ move, especially with the keeper value of JJ. Like Eckler in a dynasty, bro, I'm not taking in the I'm probably not taken in the top 10. I think he's borderline first round material, even in Dynasty, even with a shelf life of maybe one to two more years. I'm not giving Eckler more than two years from this point moving forward. That means this year and next year in Dynasty. You just can't. You can't give someone the benefit of the doubt at the running back position that has a little bit of an injury history and all the mileage that Eckler has. JJ, give me the JJ side. Smitty approved. Easy call. I had to weigh it out a little bit, just kind of talk it through. But as I'm doing it, easy call. You've just been Smitty approved. Easy call. Easy, easy call. Uh, Tony. Hey, Smitty. What's a stat line projection for uh, T. Higgins this year? What are we looking at? 1,200 yards, 1,300 Good question, and, and this is good because it tests me. Because I'm often telling you guys you're overdrafting T. Higgins, even though I love T. Higgins in the in the Mark Cleveland trade. Mark, I love that trade, Deontay and Pickett for Higgins. Love it, love it. Um, and that's me saying people are overvaluing Higgins. But when we really think about it, what's Higgins is? Uh, no, we're not mock drafting. You guys see that? You freak out. Higgins should probably. So, Jamar Chase could get, like, 1,400 yards and, like, 15 TDs, in my opinion. That's Chase. It's not crazy to think that Higgins could get 1,200 and, like, 11 TDs. And so, maybe I've got to ask myself, am I undervaluing Higgins and do I need to to write it out and and come to the understanding that this guy Joseph Burrow is going to throw the football so much that that yeah he's going to be a lot better 
but we I can't I can't let that influence me into thinking this guy still can't be super high like like a number one wide receiver type production on other teams. So honestly, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna admit it. Maybe I need to maybe take a not a huge lap, take a lap, take, but like a, a lap. you know a, a an lap. audio take, lap take, only, take lap. not the the full animated lap. Not the screaming lap, but maybe just a tiny little take a lap, take, take a lap, lap on, a lap, on take, take, undervaluing take this situation. Which this guy right here could still in this situation produce not low end, but wide receiver numbers on another team that that are that are acceptable as the number one wide receiver, like McLaurin, for example. Like he could be as good as guys like McLaurin, who we love on a lesser team. So Higgins. I forget what what the question was. What was the question? Hey, Smitty. What's a stat line projection? Oh, stat line. Okay, so I covered it for Tony. T Higgins, 1,210-11. I'll say say 1,210-11 TDs. Can you even read that? 10-11 TDs. That's my stat line for Higgins. 1,100-1,200 yards. Yeah, that feels pretty good. Thank you, Tony, for the question. The Bruce. And what I mean by, like, if Jefferson week one breaks his leg and he's knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Uh, he breaks his leg. I can't do any other transactions with him. I'm stuck with him for the rest of the year if I do the Eckler for Jefferson trade. But if Eckler breaks his leg, it's different? I don't understand, Bruce. Like, couldn't Eckler break his leg? Joseph. Hey, Smitty. Of the second-year quarterbacks, excluding Trey Lance... Who do you think will have the best fantasy season? Thanks. Um. Hey, Smitty. Of the second-year quarterbacks, excluding Trey Lance, who do you think will have? I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess Fields, maybe. I don't like Mac Jones. Guy. No, Mill. Let's go Mills. Let's go Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Let's get bold on the show here, people. This is the number two QB from the sophomores. Davis Mills, baby. You want bold? There you go. You want safe? Fields and Lawrence will probably be pretty close. I think Zach Wilson's right behind him. But let's go bold. Let's go Davis Mills. Let's say Davis Mills has a day. I don't know. I like him. I like Davis Mills a lot. It's bold. I get it. Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. How's it going? Happy Friday to you and everyone in the chat. A question today is, which team or teams would you completely avoid any kind of running backs outside the three or four running backs that you're keen on not drafting in 2022? Thanks, Bob. What teams do I avoid running backs on? I mean, Miami. Miami's got a mess of a situation. I would almost say New England, but I like Ramondre Stevenson's ADP so much that I think actually New England's okay. Uh, the Jets, I love. Dolphins, no. Patriots, again. Bills, maybe the Bills. Like, I, I love I love the idea of Cook, but do I like his ADP? No. Singletary's probably going to go a little higher. So, I don't know. I think maybe I avoid the Bills, surprisingly. Like, I didn't even think I was going to say that until I just thought of, you know, looked at the Bills, you know, logo sitting in front of me. I'm looking at the standings, and I'm like, Bills. I, I don't know that I love going after the uh, the running back in Buffalo. Uh, Mixon, sure. Harris, love it. Cleveland, 
Uh, you know, the right price, I'll take Chubb. Baltimore, staying clear of that Baltimore backfield. Unless I'm drafting Batty, I'll take Batty only. But I'm not going there. JK, Gus the Bus, ACL injuries, give me a break. Not touching that. Uh, Tennessee, you know, like I said, one share of Derrick Henry at the right price, like 10 overall, 9 overall. It's one league. Or in the Dynasty League where... I may own him and can't get rid of him. I'll, I'll I'll be actually satisfied with seeing that out and just playing it out and seeing what happens. One share of Derrick Henry, 10% of your league's max. So if you play in 10 leagues, one league, one league. But I'm okay owning Derrick Henry in that in that capacity. Uh, JT Love, Houston Texans, you know, strong. I'm okay with owning strong. KC, I love Clyde at 7th round value, 6th round value. I said at the top of the show, you can get mad all you want. You can keep being stubborn about Clyde saying, I'm never going to draft Clyde again, ever, Smitty. Or you can say, no risk at 7th round value. You can say, baked in, boys. Baby at that value. I'm not doing a moon call necessarily, but I'm saying it's baked in. Jacobs at the right price, sure. You know, uh, begrudgingly, I, I, I don't love Jacobs, but I would maybe take him. Of course, I love Eckler. Of course, I love Javante. Of course, I love Pollard. Of course, I I would toy around with Miles Sanders at the right value, but I'm not necessarily going after the running back. But Miles Sanders has some decent value. Washington Commanders, I'll take Gibby at the, the right spot. Barkley, I guess, if he fell and I try and trade him. Aaron Jones and, and, and uh, A.J. Dillon I like, obviously, at the right values. Cook, I would draft Cook, I suppose, if I... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 t- I find myself never drafting him in a mock, ever. It, maybe I did it recently just to try it, and I didn't really... You know, I didn't really hate it, but you can cuff him to Madison, so it's not the end of the world. I just find that I love to take Madison and a Jamar Chase instead. And maybe have the best of both worlds versus taking Cook and cuffing him. I can take Chase or Jefferson and take Madison. But I could dra- I could see myself drafting Dalvin Cook. Uh, Monty, I like. Swift, I love at the 12-13 pick. And I don't want to hear, oh, you're coming around on Swift. Last year's last year. Last year had Anthony Lynn who lost his running back or his uh, play calling duties midway through the year because he wouldn't use Swift. And Swift had the injury history and the workload. And he was the number two running back. Like, Everything's different. There's a reason we change our tune when things change in the NFL. And Swift is a, a fantastically different scenario this year. And I love him at 12. I love him at 10, 11, 12, 13. The Bucks love Rashad White, the starting running back eventually in Tampa. Yeah, you heard me. You heard me. Brian's in there somewhere getting upset. But yeah, I'm not taking Leonard Fournette. I will say, Brian, I'm seeing a lot of Leonard Fournette going in the 18 to 22 range the last couple days. That ADP's been moving. So to your point, it is climbing. I don't know why it's climbing. Rashad White news is breaking a little more than it used to. Him talking about, I'm here to start. I'm here to start. Leonard Fournette comes in overweight, starts dropping footballs, and yet Leonard Fournette's value climbed. I bet it ironically climbed right when that news was breaking in my prediction. Mark mark it down, Brian. The overweight dropping football news hasn't had a chance to infect ADP yet. I bet you anything he drops out of round two on the regular. Give it a good like three, four weeks. I almost I almost guarantee you can never predict what people are going to do. People are fickle. People are funny. Um, people are great. People are amazing. Not always bad. Uh, but, but people I think are going to react and we're going to see Fournette drop 
outside of the top 24 overall because of the recent news that hasn't had a chance to to mingle with the ADP data. Saints Alvin Kamara at second round value. I'm going to go I'm going to go for it on one league, but not a lot cuz I fear like he's going to get suspended, but you never know. The NFL it, it reacts so differently than you think sometimes. Falcons, I love Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson at times. I know it's a long-winded answer. I'm going through every team and telling you whether I like the running back situation. Carolina, uh, you know, CMC at the right price, 11, 10 overall, 9 overall in one league, just like Derrick Henry. Sure, one league. Give me him in one league. I want to have shares in one league, but that's it. Henry, one league. Uh, CMC in one league, and that's it. There's too much risk to put a lot of leagues, multiple leagues on the line. For these guys, Acres, I'm kind of staying away from. And Kyron broke his foot, and Daryl Henderson's got soft tissue injuries. The Rams do have one of the better running back schedules, PPR and rushing included combined. So it is an interesting spot for a running back. TBA on who I like there. And if I drafted Acres, and let's say he fell like really far. My line in the sand is usually way past where he would actually realistically fall. So I tend to not own him. I would try and trade him high at some point. Cardinals, I like James Conner at the right price. But I feel like he's getting a little bit overdrafted. Kind of like Fournette. I feel like Conner and Fournette are very similar. They have a lot of upside if they're the starter all year. Um, and Connor's got a better grip on the job than I think Fournette will. Because I think White's going to be so impressive. But Connor's got the injury history. But the touchdowns are there. I think he probably starts at least 14, 15 games. Probably gets about that many touchdowns as well. Even if the yardage might be lower than we think. Daryl Williams, I don't know if he's going to steal anything away from him. Cardinals running back situation is pretty locked and loaded into Connor. So I don't, I'm not saying I stay away from that. Mitchell, I love at like 5.11 to 6.2. I'm getting Mitchell all the time. You cuff him to Davis Price and maybe even to Sermon. Yeah, you might have to consume three running backs, but it's fine because if you're in a deeper league, you've got one running back locked in. And therefore, you could afford to have three players tied to one roster spot. You just can't. People think it's stupid. People think it's ridiculous. It's not. It's actually a pretty solid, secure approach, given that although they rotate running backs, when they pick one, they they hammer home and, and, and pad the stats and feed that running back. So if you have Sermon, Davis Price, and you also have Mitchell... It sound, sounds like a waste, but it's not because now you only have to worry about one other running back spot because you have that other one on lock. Uh, Seattle, Kenny Walker, I love him. There's every single team in the NFL that I went through the running back situation. There you go. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. In the 2022 season for the Los Angeles Rams, I know Cooper Cup just got the bag. I know the offense will run through him. Is there anyone outside of him that's going to get any target share or maybe take away any of his looks? Or would he be the number one option, you think, on the receiving core or the pass catching? Thanks, Paul. Cooper Cup, of course. He's number one, potentially the number one wide receiver in the league again. He's triple crown winner. No, no one's taken nothing away from him. He's a slot wide receiver. He moves all over the field. You can't double team him. The weapons are too plentiful on that offense. Uh, and, and they move the football down the field and live in the red zone. Cooper Cup is is protected. You can't even like contain him. He's the number. He's a top three wide receiver in 2022 dynasty. I think he's undervalued dynasty. He deserves to be in the conversation of number three or number four overall. This is not a oh he's got two or three years left. Let's throw him to the back of the the top seven wide receivers. That's not how you should be looking at dynasty. Dynasty should be looked at from a a two year maybe two to three year perspective. 
too many dynasty leagues crumble every year after three, you know, after the third or fourth year. It's like year one, people draft bad, botch their teams, trade away their draft picks. Year two, they try and tough it out. Then they, uh, entering year three, make the call to the commish and say, hey, commish, uh, yeah, I'm too busy. Can't do the league this year. Uh, yes, I'll be there in a second to draft in the other league right now that I'm starting. Uh, yeah, so we'll see you later, Bob. I'm out. And then they leave. The league, the league tries to stay around for another year, and then it crumbles after year four. And then you're, you're focused on building two and three and four and five extra years down the road after the two or three that you should be building for. Um, thank you, Mods, for hitting that, that second uh, or that fourth bot right there. Tariq, again. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. Uh, I have an auction question. I'll try my best to keep the question at a minimum. But if I were to keep one player from choices of Trey Lance, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, Michael Pittman, Alexander Madison, some of the guys that I've had for my last year's roster, who would you recommend to keep? And there's a keeper percentage, depending on what Yahoo values, the overall rank, a percentage of that will be deducted with the value. Uh, what's your thoughts, Paul? That's tough because I don't know those percentages, but in general, I'm going to say you keep the best player that you have, so the one with the most keeper value. You had mentioned Cooper Cup. You had mentioned Najee Harris. I apologize apologize if there's another player that was as good but i think those are the top two um i think because there's keeper value involved it's harris it's Najee harris i think Najee harris also isn't ranked number one or number two he's probably like five or six or seven overall according to most data out there which is definitely not as high as i have him i have him at two or three so i think that could be actually a pretty good value for you but you definitely need to hold i think Najee harris you wouldn't be crazy to keep uh uh you wouldn't be crazy to keep um, uh, Cooper Cup, though, you know, because, like, again, he has multiple um, years. It's a different body each time. It's trick again. Uh, what's your take on Devontae Adams comparing A-Rod to his current quarterback that they're being both similar if he's keeping it real? Is he just talking football talk and because he got paid the bag by the Raiders, or is he really being genuine? Genuine, or do you think he's taking an indirect shot at A-Rod? Thanks, Paul. So Tariq's talking about the news today that I should have put up that I didn't have time to grab and screenshot and clip. That 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 Adam said that that uh, Derek Carr is as good as a Rod in a lot of ways. In so many words, is what he basically was trying to say. And Tariq's asking, is he taking a shot at a Rod? Is that being genuine? Is he just talking up his quarterback? Look, Tyreek Hill moved teams and left the a top one to four quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. He left his side. What what is he supposed to say? You know what I mean? Like his the only thing he can say, Tyreek Hill is, yeah, I love Tua. You know, I hope I hope he's as good. He's not. He's not. Tua's not as good. Tua's, Tua's a pea shooter compared to Mahomes being a cannon. Okay, so Tyreek's gonna find out really really fast that this is not the same situation, unfortunately for Tyreek Hill. Now, will will Miami Mike utilize this man enough running him on jet sweeps, getting him the football, uh, getting him 12, t- 12 plus touchdowns regardless? Like, he could. Miami Mike's really, really creative, and he, he's the orchestrated you know reason that Debo Samuel did what he did. Like, this is the blueprint guy that, that made the Debo Samuel wideback rule. So, McDaniel's creative. He can definitely get a lot out of Tyreek Hill but as for Adams I know I know I was asking about he was asking about Adams you should know me by now 
triple X, double X. This is what I do. I sidetrack. I talk about different topics. In the case of Adams, which is a very similar situation, Adams leaves the elite quarterback to go to the lesser quarterback. Tyreek Hill leaves the top four quarterback to go to the lesser quarterback. Do you follow me? You follow me, double X? So now you have Adams, who has his best friend. It's his best friend. He's talking about his best friend. I got the trade. Atta boy, Mark Cleveland. Got Higgins. Mark Cleveland. (laughs) Mark Cleveland. Got it done. Atta boy, Mark. Um... Adam's best friend Carr is not is not Aaron Rodgers. Um, Carr is a good quarterback. Carr is not a great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. And so as you can tell, great to good, it's not horrible. I'm not saying Carr can't throw the football. I'm not saying Carr and the Raiders can't be a potential Super Bowl contending team or maybe even an AFC uh, West winner, you know, and secure that wild card spot. Like, they definitely have a good enough team, and Carr's a good enough quarterback. He's good. He's really good. He's just not great. And when I say great, I mean, like, you're you're saying Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. At some. That's great. You know, Herbert, Burrow. Uh, Mahomes, uh, uh, her, uh, uh, these guys, all, all four, the Osh Allen, all four of the top, all four of these top quarterbacks in the NFL are 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 Hall of Fame worthy. Derek Carr is not a Hall of Fame quarterback, so let's not call him great. Let's call him good. And, and I think that that you're looking at Derek Carr, Adams. It's a downgrade. Like it's, I'm not even saying it's a small downgrade. They'll, you know, he'll make up for touchdowns what he loses in yardage. That's not, that's not the case at all. You're talking about a major downgrade in every statistical category, or at least a significant downgrade in one of them, and a pretty okay, you know, maybe it's not as bad as we thought downgrade in, in terms of yardage. Maybe the receptions and touchdowns are low, but the yardage is high and closer to what he, you know, would get in Green Bay. That's always possible, but 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 he is downgraded. He's this is why he's kind of like not a risky number 11, 12 or 13 overall pick, but you're wondering is he going to get the value? You're not taking him number 6 overall. If he was in Green Bay, Adams would be potentially the number one wide receiver to a lot of people and going top six overall. There's a reason Adams isn't going top six overall. Adams is now going 12 and 13. Um, Terry. Hey, Smitty. I have a really uh, uh, starting question. When you say a wide receiver is a wide receiver one or a running back is a running back one, for that matter, do you mean... Uh, for their team or for fantasy? Uh, it depends. I mean, how, the context. If I'm saying like, you know, uh, Cook is James Cook is the running back one in Buffalo. He's the running back one in Buffalo. He's not a running back one in fantasy. I, it just depends on how I'm wording it. So I, I don't know how I was talking about it earlier. I apologize if I, uh, I made it unclear. But you, you should be able to know or tell, and I'll try to emphasize it better if I am talking about it. Uh, 48 likes and 70 to 80 people in here. Please wipe your feet and make the likes match the eyeballs. It helps your boy Smitty. I appreciate it. So please, guys, just take one tiny second and and Dalvin Cook the like button for me. I would appreciate it. Uh, 
Three. Hey, Smitty, it's Trick again. Uh, which rookie running back do you think is going to take the league by storm as a surprise early breakout going into 2022 slash 2023 and onward? Do you think it's Rashad White, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Algier from the uh, Falcons? Thanks, Bob. Well, Walker by far, but he's not a surprise. So, but I guess he's kind of a surprise. He's fallen to the fifth and sixth round. So, you know what? Yeah, let's just throw Walker out there. But Rashad White as well, obviously, is my pick. I think Algiers got a lot of that potential as well, for sure. Terry. Because on the Dynasty channel, you were talking about, can he be a wide receiver one? Can you be a running back one? What's the difference between a wide receiver one uh uh, is that for the future, or is that for... It depends, Terry, on, on how I'm wording it at the time. So I, I can't answer that in general, but I will try and be more clear. When I say he's a wide receiver one, I'll try and say, Terry, he's a wide receiver one in fantasy. That, mean, that means he's a top one to 12 player, or he's the team's wide receiver one. That should be pretty evident that I'm talking about, you know, Waddle. Is he the team's wide receiver one? No, currently he's not. He's the team's wide receiver too, but does he have low-end wide receiver one fantasy potential? Yes. Maybe I need to be more clear on that, Terry. I appreciate you clarifying. And we've got a new uh, person in here, Stephen. Stephen Hill says, just stumbled in here for the first time today. Thanks for having me. Stephen, let's send you on a, a lap, pal. This is this is like an initiation. Just been Smitty approved. Steven has been Smitty approved. We appreciate you being here, Steven. You are now, uh, I don't know, uh, blessed by the take a lap, uh, 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 I don't know, segment. And appreciate you being here. You found your new home, pitch your tent, and uh, spread the word. Tell your grandma. Tell everybody about the show. Appreciate you uh, for jumping in here, pal. Okay. Uh, Behan. Behan. Hey, Smitty, I was going to tell you something here I heard the other day at Silver. I was watching this stream and... Uh, Don't swear, Silver. A guy got spammed by some of them bots like that. And somebody in the chat told him that uh, set your chat options to where only subscribers can comment on your channel. And that'll make sure that them bots can't uh, do that. Plus, it'll also help out in... Re- <laughs> just can go to come in here and sit around and talk crap if they want to, if they want to talk on the chat. Go ahead and make them subscribe. That's going to help raise your subscribers quicker. And other than that, anybody who's uh, getting mad and saying a guy should get fined and fired and everything else for voicing his opinion and trying to stand up for your rights and for your country, man, he's trying to stand up for you, man. Y'all keep trying to bash the people who's trying to stand up for you, man. This whole deal is going to crash. I'm not trying to get too serious. I'm just saying, man. Think about what you're doing here. Thank you, Silver. Appreciate it. And I'll look into that. I know you can do subs- uh, members only, but I don't want to make it to where someone has to be a, a member. We, we, there is an option on the channel where you can be a $1.99 or a $0.99 cent a month member on the YouTube channel. As we get bigger, we will explore explore that um, when the chat's just crazy You know, as we grow. Um, I've been waiting to do that because I don't want to limit people that aren't paying $0.99 cents a month to, to be able to ask questions, but... I think at some point we do, we will eventually turn it on subscriber, you know, only mode at some point or some shows we will. And, and, you know, there's those $1.99 a month and 99 cent a month options. And it gives you the different color name. You get all the the different, you know, uh, uh, stickers that you can throw up there and everything. So we'll explore that for right now. I'm going to keep it the way it is. Um, But I appreciate your hard work getting those bots out of here. 
Ter uh, Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq again. Uh, I want to apologize and to you and everyone in the chat that if I'm asking too many questions, if this is too much, you know, I'll limit myself to how many questions I ask in a day. But if not, uh, my next question would be for today, and probably the last question, is if you were to give two or three tips in an auction league, uh, what would you provide as a pointer out that I can keep in mind or for anyone that has plays in an auction league? Thanks, pal. Uh, tips for auction, wait on your guys. Don't get excited. Don't get impatient. Don't call out Javante Williams because you have to own him and you want to get it over with. If you go into a draft like that, you're going to lose. Let everybody else drop all kinds of money. Once people set baselines, you got McCaffrey going for $69 or $74. Then you have Najee Harris going for $73. Maybe he goes higher than you thought. Oh, my God. Then you got Eckler going for $70. Then you have uh, Henry going for you know $68. Then you have another guy going for $65. Now Javante is for sure going to be nestled below the $62 you know, to $54 mark or whatever. If you called Javante out right away because you were impatient, he could go for $70. you got to get people spending their money. Nine times out of ten, people that spend their money early spend less money later. You want to get everybody out there dropping a bunch of, of, of cash on some of these bigger names. So call out the biggest name possible. Every time you're on the, on the clock, call out somebody you don't want that costs the most amount of money. Throw Christian McCaffrey out. Throw... Uh, Cooper Cup out if you're not targeting Cooper Cup. I also think my 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 best uh, advice would be to attack Walker, ETN at running back. Um, I love Waddle, DK. I love uh, all those guys. Some of the similar breakout candidates I have that are undervalued. Those guys give you a real strong chance of of spending low money, getting a lot of production, and then you can put all your money on uh, Justin. Jefferson or Jamar Chase and another bigger name player and then by Walker and ETN and those guys and maybe a, a Trey Lance later or something wait on Trey Lance wait on these guys don't spend your your wad or or call out guys um, at all early on or you will lose those players so that's that's that okay let's head over to the the, the other um, voice message group hey Smitty I'm a huge uh, proponent of drafting a uh elite tight end early on and i notice that you're not um i've switched over to this like five years ago it's worked out for me i always thought i could find guys to make up that difference later on um but i always see that you barely ever will pick andrews or kelsey like in the second so could you give me your uh, thoughts on why uh on your philosophy of this so um again i'm not trying to pat myself on the back um you know <laughs> you know but your boy Smitty is number one in the entire fantasy industry in tight end rankings, draft rankings. Um, number one, two out of the last three years, according to Fantasy Pros, amongst hundreds and hundreds of rankings that were analyzed. And there's a reason for that, because I target breakout tight ends and I land them. Waller and Hawkinson, there was not a single analyst out of hundreds and hundreds of analysts that were looked at that had Waller and Hawkinson higher than your boy Smitty did. I had him higher than everybody. I had him higher than everybody. I also have Kenneth Walker, I think, ranked higher than everybody this year. I am just higher on certain players, and with the tight end position, I have a knack for finding the next Dalton Schultz and Dawson Knox. Not that they're unknown players, but they're extremely undervalued. I'm telling you, Dalton Schultz could be as good as Andrews in 2022 
People act like that's a joke, like that can't happen. People made fun of my Waller predictions the year Waller broke out. Oh, how's he going to do good? He's an old man. You know, second chance Waller. Waller broke out. Hawkinson broke out. Um, it's it's Dawson Knox. It's Dalton Schultz. It's Pat Fryermuth. It's, it's, it's tight ends like that that give you an, an awesome opportunity to use that second round draft capital on other players. Example, case in point, would I rather have a Brees Hall? No, let's use another second. Javante. Let's say Javante. Javante's going at 14 overall, and you're contemplating Kelsey. You're saying, Smitty, Kelsey's going to get all the volume. Tyreek Hill's out of there. There are people that take Kelsey in round one, so me using him at 13 or 14 is not an unrealistic example. But you talk about Javante sitting there. Give me Javante and Dalton Schultz in round six or seven, then give me a running back in six or seven and give me Kelsey. Dalton Schultz and Javante absolutely destroy Kelsey and six or seventh round running back. You got to compare apples to apples when you're actually breaking it down. I'm not saying you can't win with Kelsey. Heck, man, if that's Andy, if that's what you do and you do it well, draft to your strength, not mine. We all are different. When somebody says don't draft a tight end early or don't draft a quarterback early or draft a quarterback early or do something specific, no matter knowing the context without knowing your draft strength as an owner, that is a dumb piece of advice and I wouldn't listen to that person go forward. Everybody's got different strengths. Everybody has different talents. You might be better at drafting tight end early than me. Yours truly, Smitty. And if you dominate drafting tight end early, you've got a proven track record with it. Who cares what anybody else says? The dumb thing is when somebody has a proven track record with drafting a tight end early, they're good at drafting a tight end early, and they act like everybody else is going to be able to draft well in that type of scenario and environment. That's a dumb uh, uh, thinking and dumb way to approach giving advice because every single person is different. Every single person is different. Um, that's that's it. We're, we've got the voice messages uh, all taken care of. Let's hit the... Uh, um, we still have the phone line. We haven't done the phone line in a while, but let's go ahead and do uh, rapid fire. It is time for the speed question and answer segment. Get your question loaded. Punch it in. No long questions. As fast as you can. Let's go. Seven minutes of non-stop question and answer. Rapid fire style. Ribeye steak. Your chill, uh, chili. Ribeye steak in your chili helps. I did have chili's steak today. So I don't know if that's what you're referencing. That's why I was, I'm like, what? How did you know that? I put on my stories though. I had chili's today. Chili's is very underrated. I love chili's. Uh, Chili's is one of the most underrated, like low budget, you know, restaurants. And and I ordered a a steak. It got delivered at two something. I'm making a video right now. Absolutely bla- blasted with that steak and loaded mashed potatoes. Very very good. Chili's Chili's does it right. I I disagree. They're very underrated. Smitty knows what he's talking about. He's done it 20 years. Thank you, thank you, Terry. Appreciate you, Terry. Etn or Clyde Edwards Alaire. Give me ETN all day long. This isn't even a legit question. I know you're trying to trip me up because you probably hate Clyde Edwards-Alaire official. Or maybe you're asking an honest question, and that's fine. But ETN is fourth to fifth round capable. He's Chris, baby Christian McCaffrey capable. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a sixth, seventh round stab. It's not even a question. But I do appreciate you asking the question, uh, official. Thank you. 
Alec Pierce or KJ Osborne? Alec Pierce by a mile. This kid could be the number one wide receiver for his team, Terry. Wide receiver one for the team. Um, wide receiver three in fantasy, Alec Pierce. You know, draft him as a wide receiver four in fantasy, but maybe hope for more. Uh, the Fantasy Football Show said there's many different re- uh, recipes for a good pot of chili. Many different ways to draft a good team. Absolutely. Okay, I get what you're saying here with the food analogy. There's definitely a lot of ways to um, to, to, to bake your ribeye, to grill your ribeye, to, to slice it and put it in a taco. Uh, Knox or Schultz, I love both of them one love, but Schultz is my guy. Schultz could be the number three tight end in 2022. The volume... Uh, is there for him, the target share, the vacated targets, the touchdown potential, the rapport with Dak, the trust with Dak. Um, I think Schultz could have that 12-plus that TD season and maybe even like 900 to 1,000. Maybe a 1,000-yard season and 10-plus and TDs would be very, very doable for Schultz. He'd be a top three, top four tight end. Absolutely love. Uh, but I love Dawson Knox as well. Uh, reverse sear, thick cut ribeyes. Okay, double A. We will get on top of that. I need to start cooking steak more, but I don't have time. That's why I order out a lot. I'm doing videos. I'm working. You know, I, I get I get it delivered and it comes in here and I eat. You know, while I'm working. Hey Smitty, this will be my first full year with you. Says uh, Code Plays. Appreciate you. I've always watched the show, but I just wanted to say thanks for the content. Thank you, Code Plays. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being a member of the fantasyfootballshow.com. I appreciate you uh, being here, leaving a comment. Tell everybody you know about the channel, even if it's, if it's people at work that don't play in a big league with you. Walk into a, a Chili's or a, a Zips, or if you see somebody wearing a jersey, be like, hey, watch the fantasyfootballshow.com. Spread the word. Let's get this, this puppy uh, grown to the 20K mark. Appreciate everything you do for me. I work for you guys. I work for you. Uh, Chili's and Applebee's both says silver. Look, they're underrated. Like Applebee's is a little dirty sometimes, and it's the 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 bad service that I think gets the bad reviews. The food's pretty decent. Like underrated, it's not it's not great. It's not it's not like just gourmet food. But Chili's is underrated, underrated. I think it's cleanly in there. I feel like Chili's is a upgraded over uh, upgrade over Applebee's. Applebee's sometimes I'll get a, a stomach ache, but I did enjoy my experience there. You know that kind of that kind of place where you're like, oh my stomach, but I had a good time. Let's go back to Applebee's. But Chili's is underrated. Absolutely love Chili's. Burks or Garrett Wilson? This year, give me Garrett Wilson. There's a lot of little questions right now about Burks. I like Burks a lot. He was my number one ranked rookie wide receiver, you know, for most of the offseason. But you know what? We adjust and adapt. We're human beings. We need to know when to not necessarily lay down and, and give up on a, a player or anything like that. I'm not giving up on Burks, but he's got asthma. People talking about him being a tiny bit out of shape at, at the combine, which I don't know. I don't know if that was all accurate, but it's, it's just like quarterback situation. I'm not. I'm worried about Tannehill and how he's going to respond to losing AJ Brown, and will there be a quarterback switch at some point as they they move on from Tannehill? Which Tannehill's not happy. He's kind of like feeling a little bit like Baker over in Tennessee. So I just don't know how I feel about Burks. I feel like Wilson's situation is a little bit better. But, you know, it's arguable for sure. Uh, Kamara, Henry, CMC, which one's the biggest avoid? Uh, I would say probably... I don't know. They're all very similar. They're all... The Bruce, they're all kind of in the same bucket to me. I feel like Henry 
Christian McCaffrey both have like disastrous lose your league potential given they're in round one, whereas Kamara can fall into round two right now, which I feel like is a little bit safer and he doesn't have as big of an injury risk. It's more situational or this off the field issue, but he has the potential of missing games, whereas Henry and Christian McCaffrey, while they could get injured and miss games, they're not projected to miss games like Kamara. So it's tough. They're all... It's all very, very close for me. I can make arguments why Henry should be avoided. I can make an argument why you should own him in one league at number 10 overall if he falls. If you're so lucky to get him in a place where you feel comfortable enough taking on some of the risk. He's had 400 plus carries in a 2,000 yard season in 2021 or 2020, which broke him for 2021. The writing was on the wall. It was very easy to see that Henry was going to break. The question is, I know he looks great in workouts. There's videos all over right now on social media. His workout's running uphill. It's absolutely crazy what this guy can do and his foot feels like it it might be back to a you know back to form because he's able to run uphill and do all these things and cut and look good on film I'm pretty sure it's all new footage too so I'm I'm excited for Henry a little bit like more than I was like a month ago I'll admit but I still feel like the mileage is the mileage Henry was still doing bench presses on rubber bands with chains around his neck and weights and doing all these amazing things last offseason and he still broke the mileage is the mileage when you run for over 371 carries in one season and he ran over 400 when you run for 2,000 yards in an NFL season which seven other seven people have done you break you break you absolutely break and he did he broke and you can call it a coincidence you could call it whatever you want but he broke Christian McCaffrey continues to break Christian McCaffrey doesn't look like his talents dropped off when he's on the field but he did break he continues to break they're very risky uh, it's time for fantasy foot. I always forget to to check that timer. Um, they're risky. They're risky. But but in the end, you know, one league I take I take a, a stab. But I don't know that you can really define which one's more risky. It's a good question though. Uh, guys, I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Code Play says I'm coming f- from rappers community. Three years. Appreciate you, Code. Appreciate you jumping over. Um, can't cover all them guys. Pat gonna spread the ball out around and light them all up. Pat Mahomes is gonna have an underrated year given where he's being ranked. Like he's falling to the fourth drafted quarterback spot, which is understandable, acceptable, and probably about right. But it puts him in a good value range. Um, it puts him in a in a place where. He's getting drafted uh, in the fifth round now instead of the third round. So losing Tyreek Hill dropped him two entire rounds, and you got to ask yourself, is that worth it? Does that make him now uh, a potential? Uh, Bruce says, uh, check out the Dynasty channel. Guys, subscribe to the Dynasty channel. I'll drop the link in the chat right now. Um, we basically go live. Uh, I'll probably go live immediately after this show on the Dynasty channel. Um, so if you guys want to jump in, here is the link. Um, it's YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football. I'm going to drop it uh, sub to the new channel. And here it is right here. I'm going to pin it. Click it now. Subscribe. Don't get Smitty started on Justin Ross. Yeah, don't do that. I like Justin Ross a lot. But here's the Dynasty channel. I've pinned it. Go ahead and click the link that's pinned. Subscribe to the new Dynasty channel. Jump in. Uh, to that community will go live probably right after this for just eight to ten minutes it's a real quick dynasty uh, live stream every single day on the dynasty channel about one player at a time 
So click that link. I pinned it. Subscribe to that Dynasty channel. We'll jump over there in a second. We're like at 500 subscribers already on the new channel. Absolutely uh, uh, fantastic little community we're building over there. Appreciate every single one of you. We are on our way out the door. Subscribe if you're new. Thanks to all the new members. We had, uh, what's what's what was his name? What was his name? First of all, thanks to, to Code Plays for his, his loyalty and being here. Who was the guy that said he's in here for the first time? Who was that? That was, uh, I forget who it is. Dang it. Uh, appreciate you being here, pal. Appreciate all of you. I'm live Monday through Friday. If you just joined us, uh, whatever his name was, the guy we sent on a lap, appreciate him being here. Live every single day, 7 p.m. Eastern. Steven, Steven, I'm live every single day, 7 p.m. Eastern here on the channel. And I also go live anytime there's breaking news. So those are emergency live streams, bonus live streams. So if something breaks tomorrow even or tonight or before the 7 p.m. show, like a DK Metcalf contract signing, your boy Smitty goes live. I want you to come look for me on YouTube. You got to subscribe. Then you get the notifications. Do it live. Leave a comment. I respond to every single comment on my channel. Don't forget, click the link. We're going right over to the Dynasty channel. We're going live immediately on the Dynasty channel right now. That link is pinned in the live stream chat. Click it. And if you, for whatever reason, aren't quick enough to do that, uh, you can go to my main YouTube channel on the homepage of my main YouTube channel. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the Dynasty channel in my list of channels that I operate and run and everything. So you can always find the link to the Dynasty channel there, but just go subscribe to it, would you? And get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your content rankings, bold predictions, and your one-on-one advice. Appreciate you. I'm giving away two years of, of free text advice with the top-level membership um, on thefantasyfootballshow.com. The, the lifetime membership. Two years of text advice. Let's go. 